I do like the announcer voice. Yeah. Like, Welcome, special guest star Matt McLaren on, <laughs> and your host Dale DeRuder on Outrage Buckery. Oh wait, we are recording. Oh my God, I'm gonna clip that and use that. What should I call you? Just Realtor Matt McLaren? No, just you can just call me. Um, you can call me a self-employed real estate agent and business owner. What business do you own? I own Wedge Cheesery. Oh, uh, yeah. Cheese Ooh, shop. no, you're going to be called a cheesemonger, brother. All right, cheesemonger. Hello, f- internet. I was going to say hello, Facebook, but I don't want to kind of leave anybody else feeling like they're being excluded. So I just say internet because that involves everybody. We are here for episode 135 of Outrage Factory, joined by cheesemonger Matt McLaren. So, Matt, are you ready to talk about an hour and a half of just cheese knowledge? Because that's all I I care about. I'm ready. I mean, I sent you this list of all this, like, social outrage we should talk about. But since uh, I have you here, what is the best cheese? What is the best cheese? Yeah. I guess I'd have to go with, I mean, I'd have to go with Brie, I guess. Any brie? brie? Yeah. You can't and put Brie on nachos. And cheddar. Cheddar. Cheddar and Brie, I think those are the two tops for me. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I'm going to say cheddar. I'm not going to say it because it's like the best or it's better than anything else. But what I am going to say is I like cheddar because it's the most versatile. It is. It can go on anything. You can grate it on top of pizza, put on mm-hmm. nachos. Mm-hmm. You can just eat cheddar. Mm-hmm. It also means money. Cheddar. Ah, give me that cheddar, boy. Give me that cheddar. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Whenever I talk to you, I do voices more. It's like you're one of those old friends, like you, Keenan, and Derek. Whenever I talk to you, I just like – start making loud obnoxious voices because we were friends in our early 20s when I think that's that you all and I, I think we're possibly the most obnoxious like pair if we i would were, say if we we're being obnoxious take that sentence and take out possibly because you and me together are easily the most obnoxious couple <laughs> of all our friends obnoxious. by myself i'm about half the obnoxiousness I know. Add Dale, and then I'm like full obnoxious. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like you're a fire without oxygen because you're still obnoxious, but you're not like a fully stoked obnoxious. No, I yeah, I'm always on half. I'm always half stoked until I get around <laughs> you, and then it's like. Just hey, McLaren, let me stoke your fire. Stoke my fire, Daruda. Stoke your fire. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody instantly knows now how obnoxious we are. <laughs> Very obnoxious people. <laughs> mm. It doesn't hurt that I'm drinking Red Bull. Hey, everybody, look at that. Matt McLaren brought a contender mug for my Outrage Factory mug. Also a real estate agent. For those yeah, he, who are dyslexic, you can see that. It's not backwards for it's me. It's not backwards for you? Okay. No, I think it just shows you backwards. Just me, it shows backwards? Yeah. 
Um, Matt is also a real estate agent for what? O'Keefe 3%? That's right. O'Keefe 3%. I remembered something. And uh, he sells mugs with his face on. I I mean, honestly, I would almost say people should buy those mugs before they buy an Outrage Factory mug. But what I'm going to say is everybody should have both to celebrate this episode. And yeah, because... Oh, I'm so jealous. I want my face on mugs. Do you think maybe we could do a combination mug mm. where I'm just like, it's my face and it's just kind of superimposed awkwardly over the uh, Outrage Factory logo? And just... Oh my God. Send me that picture and I'll do that. Special and then, edition. Outrage. So what'll happen is I'll send me that, I'll make that picture and then I'll upload it to our Redbubble site. And then if people want to do that, they can order it. Like the, And I'll put the 135 because it'll be episode specific oh man episode specific mugs yeah no we could have like episode specific swag for everything that'd be hilarious that would be great dude if i was a millionaire that's what i would do i would just have one piece of swag for every guest we've had absolutely and it would be awesome and it would be everybody's face yeah, and then yeah. you could, at the end of the year, you could make a big t-shirt and just have all the faces. Like, it's one of those, like, the Beatles, um, you know, Sergeant Pepper, Lonely Heart Shape Band cover with everybody's face on it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that'd be great. That yeah, and everybody wearing, like, fucking pastel blue, like, cheerleading outfits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which I normally do anyway, so... I mean, you should. It's my, part of my normal. Hey, pastel normal colors look good on you. You should wear them all the time. Everything looks good on me, Dale. Look at all this the face. time. This face. <laughs> that face makes every color pop. How about that, Everything. McLaren? Yeah. <laughs> Even black. This black okay. is popping right now. Okay. I'm Let's talking. get back to cheat. No, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more about cheese. So, I guess. If people want to support you other than buying these uh, futuristic mugs or fu- mugs of the future, which will be of the future because the they'll future. show up in the future. Like they're not available right now. If you're listening to this on Saturday, August the 29th, while we're recording it, but I'll put them up later. But if people want to support you right now, they can go to your cheese shop, which right. is. In Vernon, BC. Yes. It's on 30th Avenue, which is the main street in Vernon. Um, yeah, right in the heart of downtown. So. And what's it called? Oh, it's called Wedge Cheesery. Yeah. It's a wedge, as in a wedge of cheese. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. And cheesery. For the listeners at home who aren't watching the video, he made a triangle with his fingers. Yes, and it looks slightly sexual, so erase that from your minds. But picture, <laughs> picture a triangle like this. this is a better triangle to make. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know what I was thinking of the other day? I was like, it was this joke that I was going to make, but I never put it out because everything got violent, so it just seemed like the wrong time. So I'll say it now when everything got even more violent and it's Perfect. still the wrong time. But I was going to make the joke my gang sign is a pizza slice (laughs) because I love pizza more than I love anything else. That's perfect. Oh, oh, what I was going to say is if you want to buy cheese, but you don't 
want to buy it from Matt because he's half of the most obnoxious duo ever, which is me and Matt, you can aim to go there like a creep when his lovely wife, Brittany, is there because she also works behind the counter at the Wedge Cheesery. Is it the Cheesery? It is a cheesery. It's a play on the French's fromagerie, which is what they call it in France. Oh, so cheesery is not actually a word. You just made it up. We just kind of made it up. And we found out one other company in the States has used cheesery before, but it's not a real word. But it got burnt down, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We burnt that place down. We're the only cheesery now. There you go. So do you want to talk about actual news or do you just want to, because I could talk no. about cheese all night. I could talk about cheese. I could talk about news. What do you want to talk about? I'm here. Okay. I'm at your disposal. Let me hit you with this. What? I'm going to ask you cheese pairings. Okay. So I have, okay. I'm just trying to think of a food that I would need the cheese for. Okay. What's the best cheese to put on salads actually? Like if you're trying to eat healthier, you don't want to eat nachos or sandwiches or pizza, but you want to have like, say, um, like a light vinaigrette. Yeah. What's the best cheese for that? Um, I, I mean, for me, I, I go straight to blue cheese as being the option to put on Whoa! salad. Oh, how about... Crumble some blue cheese on there. How about people with less of an expertise foot cheese? If you, uh, if you wanted to try maybe uh, something mild, maybe just a bit of feta cheese or uh, uh, cotija, which is oh. like a Mexi- Mexican cheese. You can ha- it's kind of cotija. 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 I think I like that one because it's the funnest to say. I'm gonna buy some of that cheese, and even if it's gross, I'm always gonna buy it, and I'll just be like, "Would you like some cotija for your salad?" Would you like me to sprinkle some cotija on there for you? Yeah. You but sound like a, like a professional cheesemonger. I, I basically am. I, that's, that's what I am. I... <laughs> uh, Brittany said in the comments that burrata. Is that how you say it? Yeah, burrata. That would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, so I guess let's just talk about all anybody's talking about right now is Kenosha. Is that how you say it? Kenosha? Kenosha. Kenosha. Yeah, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Speaking of cheese. Um, so when I was told that like every movie you ever watch about a dystopian future and society crumbles and it usually starts in the States – it's always like one of the major cities, like Escape from New York, where they have a walled off city in New York, or one of those like de- like desert dystopians where it's in California or whatever. Nobody said it was going to just fucking crumble from the Midwest. Like, they're like, hey, you know that movie Fargo? And you're like, oh, yeah, those guys with the funny accents. They're like, yeah, that's the area that's going to cause the downfall of the U.S. And you're like, what? Well, it makes some sense. It makes some sense. If yeah. you look at any of those zombie movies, I mean, it's kind of like always middle America, prairies, those areas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely, you know, I think it's as close to a civil war as we've ever had. Like, yeah, I was going to say, do you while. think this, uh, oh, I'm saying his name, Kyle. What's his name? I just said it before. Oh, Knutchen? 
I was just reading. This is good podcast. We should probably just stick to talking about cheese if we can. Let's remember. learn this kid's name. Uh, I, I'll Google it. I got it. I because I, I had because I wanted to come in because the thing was everybody's talking about if this kid should be charged with first degree murder or not. And I was like, well, I need to know the situation and what actually happened. So I went to the New York Times because. I'm not just going to trust like all these random news sites or people on the internet for that matter. Like people on Facebook are be like, this is why so-and-so should blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Hey, you're just some dude on Facebook. I will go to New York times and I will read it. And then I will develop my own opinion. And then I will force other people to listen to my opinion. That's great. Cause that's the only reason uh, I co-founded a podcast podcast with Derek. Exactly. Ah, Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse, yes. Um, just I just want to check to make sure his name's Kyle, and I'm not messing that. Yeah, it is. Okay. So this so, child, he shot people. He shot yeah. three three people, killed so, two and injured one. Before we even get into anything, he's only 17, so legally he's not allowed to open carry an assault rifle or any gun for that matter, because Wisconsin, so hard not to say it that way, is an open carry state, but you have to be 18 to get an open carry permit. So this long, kid, long guns, right? Rifles. Well, they only call them long guns up here down, down there. Assault rifle. Long guns are like hunting rifles and sniper rifles. AR guns are assault style right. rifles where they like, they're the ones you see in like military people have holding and stuff like those guns are completely illegal up here. And like he had I think a military style assault rifle. Yeah, they just made AR-15s. I think those were the last ones you could get up here, but that's the thing that Trudeau just made illegal, so everybody like shat their pants. So, anyways, he's not allowed to carry a gun, so he's he's guilty of that. And he, I think, he went across state lines, like everybody's <laughs> saying, he traveled from somewhere else. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now let's get into it. Okay. So, oh Christ. Um, a African-American fellow is shot by the police in, was that also in Kenosha? That was also in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah what was his place. name? Do you remember? Uh, it was, I remember it was Blake something. Blake. Something Blake. Blake. Um, let me take a look here. Yeah. African. Just Google it. Uh, so uh, what happens is he gets shot. So everybody starts protesting. Uh, like they start the Black Lives Matter protests and stuff, which are good, and Jacob I'm all Blake. for. Sorry, his name is Jacob Blake. Okay, Jacob Blake. He gets shot by the police. Um, I'm not surely fully aware of what happened there, but uh, what I kind of picked up on the periphery was he was confronted by the cops, and when they went to stop him, he went to go into his car, and they shot him seven times in the back, which is too much. Even if you need to shoot someone to disable them and stop them from going into a car and possibly grabbing a weapon to fight back, you don't need to shoot them seven times. But so that happens. It's obviously wrong. And they start a Black Lives Matter protest where everybody's there. Um, But then they set an 8 p.m. curfew in Kenosha. And they're like, if you're out past this, then uh, I don't. I don't know if they were going to call it a riot then, or even if they der- t- um, termed this protest a riot, but basically shit hit the fan and 
uh, everybody started breaking stuff and lighting stuff on fire. And then this kid, Kyle Wittenhouse shows up and he basically said he was there to defend people and property because, and he started the night he was at a car dealership where the night before all the cars had been, been like burned. So militia members were on the roof and around this car dealership. And that's where the story starts. And then something happens. And if you go to New York times, they break down what happened and they have video following Kyle throughout the night. And so what happens is the next time we catch up with Kyle is actually, I should backtrack and say the reason we know he was at um, the car dealership was because somebody interviewed him shortly by being like, Hey, what are you doing here? Who are you? And he said his name and he said why he was there. He was just going to defend them. And then, so the next time we see him on video, he's running away from a couple people. And then in the video, like not the people closest to him, but in, but further away from him, he's running away and people are chasing him. And then you see a gunshot, like you see the muzzle flare. And then Kyle turns around and shoots someone who's lunging at him from right behind them, shoots at them four times, hits them in the head and kills that person. And then he continues to run and then he's off screen from that person following him. And then there's another time where a different uh, person videotapes him and he is still being chased because people want to stop him because he's a shooter and he falls down. And then as people come up to him, he turns around and shoots again at the people that are like coming towards him. And he hits one guy in the chest and one guy in the arm. And I think the guy who got hit in the chest ended up dying. So yeah, yeah because Kyle ended up killing two people and the guy yeah. who he shot in the arm actually had a Glock nine millimeter. Yeah. He survived. Yeah. And he, his arm was badly injured. Yeah. And it's, and it's bad. Like it's, it's a horrible. bad shot of the arm. Like, on one hand it's good. On one hand it's bad because on one hand we could see everything that happened. Like I was saying, like it's not just one video that shows everything, but so many people are taping during the night that you can follow the situation as it progresses. So we have video footage of everything that happened, which is good because if you want to charge Kyle with crimes and like manslaughter and stuff, you have all the video footage there, but at the bad time, it's just like you see so much gore now that's almost desensitizing you to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a difficult situation. Like, for me, it's hard to talk about exactly what happened, you know, in the incidents where he shot those mm-hmm. people because, uh, I, I mean, obviously, he probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. Like, obviously, right? He traveled, oh, definitely. He traveled all the way. Those people would definitely still be alive if he was never there, like, without a doubt. Like, it, you know, whether that de-escalated the situation by gunshots and people actually getting hit, who knows? Mm-hmm. But... Um, like the, there'd be two two alive individuals if he had never gone to this this area. Yeah, he definitely wasn't old enough to have any form of judgment to do with what he should be doing there. He's not old enough, in my opinion, to have um, to have sense enough to understand the full uh, scale of that situation that he's been involved in. I I personally think. Like after thinking about it, he'll probably get off, even though he shot those people, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was racially inspired or not. Like all the articles I've I've read there, like uh, about the shooting, haven't really 
like he was part of that online militia group on Facebook. He was following this online militia group who was mm-hmm. trying to start a gathering. I think I know the guy who got shot in the arm was white. I don't know the specifics of the other fellows who were shot. Right. Yeah. I don't even know the race, uh, honestly, the races of the people who were shot at, at the thing. At yeah. The, I was just uh, saying that because I don't race. even want to, like, we don't even need to bring that this into that. Like, it's wrong on so many levels, even without, like, the without breakdown. Of being ra- yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he came in and he, there, the, I think the main, the most wrong thing about that situation is how it was dealt with by the actual law enforcement that was actually at that, at that particular um, uh, protest where those innocent people were shot by him. Oh um, yeah, like um, no water, and um, he he went to turn himself in. He put his hands up to surrender. That showed mm-hmm. footage of him doing that. I mean, they didn't arrest him. They didn't even question how old he was and how he's carrying this this uh, rifle. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the pictures on I me, mean, he looks about fifty. Honestly, he looks quite young. Yeah, he definitely so, looks too young to be carrying around an assault rifle. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Brittany in the comments said the two people who died were African-American. So, okay. So, but I don't, I just, I just didn't want to say that because I don't think he specifically targeted anybody, um, let alone those two because of the race or whatever. I think he was just shooting at people who were following him. And like you said, like you were saying before, like the problem, another problem with the police was they thanked militia members for being there for offering them help. Now, one police officer handed Kyle a water bottle and was like, thanks for the support. And like the, those, that's where all the alarm should be going off. It's not that the militia was there or that this got out of hand, like all that's bad. But if you even go back further, like why are the police happy to see militia? Like you figure that'd be the last people they'd want to see. No, exactly. They should be like, get out of here. What are you doing? Like, go, go away. We're, we're dealing with the situation. We're the police. We have armored vehicles. We have guns. We have everything, all, all the support we could possibly need in this situation. Mm-hmm. During majority of the, the protesters, and that's what they were doing is peacefully protesting. Some were rioting, I guess. Some were burning things. But yeah. they, those weren't all protesters, right? Those are just people out there taking advantage of that situation. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like we can't. We also can't um, just ignore the fact that the guy who got shot in the arm went to a protest with a handgun. Like, I mean, maybe like if it's if you're going to say it's wrong to like for the militia to show up with guns, then it's also wrong for the protesters to show up with guns. Because, I mean, sure, you need guns as self-defense and security and stuff. But if you are actively protesting, who are you going to shoot other protesters? Like, did they know armed militia were going to be there and were expecting an armed confrontation or like the problem with talking about stuff like this is it just causes so many questions. It does. Yeah. There's so many parts where people just break it down and um, just jump to polar opposites of the argument. Like, there's like all this stuff like you can argue about like gun control and all that stuff. And then you're all like, there shouldn't even be people with guns there at all. Like let alone the militia or the protesters. And then, and it's just like, it's such, 
a bad situation. Like in my opinion, if the police are saying thank you to militia, that's a big problem because that means the police can't handle the situation that's going to unfold. And like, whether you like, if you support black lives matter, yeah, you do. But do you also support a riot and the burning down of Kenosha and separate businesses? And it's such like, it's so hard because so many people have turned this into like black lives matter versus police where it should be like black lives matter. Like police should stop shooting African-Americans, but we shouldn't get rid of police. We should better train the police and get better police officers and stuff. Because I feel like if you're just going to try to get rid of police, you're just going to have militia step into the role that the police had. And that's the last thing you want. Like this should be a big warning sign. Like you have one militia member who's 17 who killed two people and shot a third. And like, you know what I mean? Well, that, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's basically just a, freaking shit storm of yeah. of topics that come from this one small altercation we have the gun control problem in the united states we have um militias people who can just go around carrying guns and actively in- be involved in controlling crowds with the police in wisconsin and and the police are supporting that um i think at the end of the day though uh the number one way they could prevent these situations from happening is maybe stop shooting unarmed African-Americans in the back yeah. times, you know, when um, they're completely defenseless. I mean, mm-hmm. it comes right down to um, better, like you said, better training for the police officers. Like if you look at the UK, how long it takes to become a police officer, as opposed to how long it takes to become a police officer in the United States, I think something like two years in, in the uh, United Kingdom, just to become a police officer, where in the States it's something like six months. It's eight um, weeks of training. Oh, is it eight weeks? weeks? Yeah, that's it. That's two months. But well, then there's probably on, on duty, like actual training. After yeah, training. but the problem is they don't even have supplemental training throughout their career. Like what should happen is every year they should have a certain number of hours that they have to do all this training, like with tactical training, like humanitarian training and all this stuff, but they don't have to. Like I imagine they do – they have to get recertified for like um, firearms and stuff. So they have to be capable of using them, but they should have like almost military style tactical training on like situation diffusement and like all this other stuff that they're not having. Like nonviolent, basically nonviolent ways to diffuse situations. Because yeah, I exactly. Think that that's the, that's the main way, the main thing they've been dealing with in every single of these, uh, actual situations is they handle every one of those situations in a violent manner, which leads to someone dying. Yeah. They should, they should have better de-escalation training for sure. Even George Floyd, you look at that. I watched the full uh, video, like cop. What? Oh yeah. Body cam footage. Body cam footage. Yeah. I'm pretty sure nothing would have happened at all if they just said, okay, well this guy is freaking out. For some reason, yeah, we don't know. We don't know why he's freaking out. He he really he's really freaking out though. Like if you watch the footage, he's like having a panic attack or whatever else. 
mm -hmm. is if they just stood back and just said, Hey, like, let's just wait for this guy to calm down. Yeah. You know, they didn't wait for that. They just keep like, it's completely the opposite of what they should do. They just keep coming at them, coming mm -hmm. at them, coming at them and, and just, you know, basically making the situation way worse than it actually has to be. Yeah. And for me, like once you have him handcuffed and on the ground, that should be the end of it. Like you don't need to put your knee on his neck for nine minutes when he's already face down handcuffed, like maybe, and there's three guys there. Like you can't hold him down without putting your knee on his neck. You should just like put your knee on his back or something or not even that, because then that compresses his chest. And he can't breathe, but right. Never, I, I mean, yeah, they had the situation under control, but they, oh, yeah, let, it, they, they let themselves get out of control. And that's yeah. what, that's what caused the death right? They mm -hmm. didn't have control of themselves, which is what they should have been doing. Yeah. Themselves. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's hard. Like, it's I, like, I almost didn't even want to talk about this whole thing because, but it's like, you have to talk about it because everybody's talking about it, but it's like in Kenosha, it's just like, I don't know. Oh, and another thing is they're going to charge Kyle Witten. I already forgot his name, Kyle with first degree murder, which I think is problematic not because i don't think he should be shouldn't be charged with murder but i think if you go after first degree murder then it's going to be so hard to prove that he did a premeditated when he was actually running away from people and then turned around to kill them because that's like a self-defense like i believe they should have gone after like manslaughter or something because the problem with charging someone with first degree murder is if you can't prove that he was premeditating and planning it out beforehand, then you can't get him with uh, first degree. And once you charge him with first degree, you can't go back and charge him with manslaughter after. Yeah. So. Well, I, well, I kind of felt that way. The same thing about the George Floyd police officers, like sorry to bring it back to George Floyd. Oh, that's can. fine. I but mean, that's how this whole thing started anyway. Situations, right. Mm -hmm. Um, is why did they go for, you know, even second degree murder when it's going to be much harder to prove that that was not, you know, completely an accident. You know? Oh yeah, exactly. Like yeah. for even for second, like first degree is premeditated. Second degree is you realize the situation and you decide to kill someone. So what they're saying is Derek Chauvin realized what was going on and was like, fuck it. I'm going to kill this guy. And that's the mindset that you're going to have to prove he had to get second degree. Like, whereas I think he was just like such a piece of shit and negligent that he didn't realize or even care what was happening. So that's manslaughter where your neglect of a situation ends up in the death of a person. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that's, you know, I, I'm, I can't put myself in anyone's shoes or I, obviously I don't really have enough evidence to, you know, mm -hmm. prove anything on either of these things other than like what I've seen on TV and read in the news and everybody's got a different opinion on, on what it is. And we have, you know, it's such a dividing topic, yeah. you know, and it's, it's hard to say something without just stepping over the line onto one side or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the problem is it's yeah. like, it's so easy to fall into that trap of just being like ending up on one end of this like argument. And, and the other thing is it's turned into such a political argument too, that it's like 
people aren't even arguing for what they believe. They're just arguing for what they think their political allianceship should be arguing. Yeah, I mean, and that's the problem too. It's not really a political issue. It's actually a human rights, you know, issue. That's what it is at the end of the day is how how African-Americans have been treated in the United States Mm -hmm. is terrible. Like, and throughout history, it's been terrible. And, you know, white privilege is a real thing. You know, it is a real thing. We have a privilege to be, have a certain color of our skin because we've never actually had to deal with these issues that African-Americans had to have had to deal with, which makes it even harder for me to like really put myself in an African-American shoes because really like I can't understand what they're going through. And I have trouble putting myself in, in their shoes in that Mm -hmm. situation because I just do like, I, I never had to deal with that myself. I grew up in, you know, Calgary, Alberta. And there was one black kid, I'm pretty sure in my whole school, like, <laughs> yeah, like really. Um, so that it's very difficult to see the situation, but I think all we can do is really just put our support out there for those people who are struggling and who need, like, obviously this is a, a huge turning point for African for African American people. I yeah, mean, in history right now. So. I think that's a real good button on this subject. So, let's move on. Just give me one sec. I just got to turn a light on. The sun's going down, and I don't want to be sitting here in the dark. So I'm just going to turn a light on. I'll be right back. Okay. Like one second. Okay. Hey guys, Dale's gone. What do you want to talk? Oh, he's back. Ooh, so I tried were, to get in. I tried to get in some words while you're gone. Some words? Did you? Were you yeah. swearing about me and telling I was talking ev- about you. everybody how handsome I am? That's all I ever say. When, oh when man, it's so Dale. it's so hard to talk about subjects like that on the podcast because you're like, well, now that we started with that, I don't even want to like. Yeah, I know. Make <laughs> any jokes and stuff. We re- we really <laughs> shot ourselves in the foot there. <laughs> <laughs> We can't go be back. I mean, no shooting jokes. No shooting jokes. I told myself before we started. I I wrote that down as a note. Yeah. Remember, uh, no shooting jokes. Um. Oh, sorry. I'm just texting Derek back because Derek's not on the podcast, and I had sent him a message. He's like, "Oh, when's it start? Eight? I'm like, "Oh, we're already going." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to something not quite as... Lighter? Yeah. I mean, pretty much anything we could ever talk about. So how about that Holocaust? Jesus, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Break the room, McLaren. Sorry. (laughs) Yikes. Whoa. Um, Straight to red. Yeah. So let's talk about, oh, let's talk about this Bella Thorne thing. That'll be a nice, like, yeah, Bella Thorne. Complete shift of gears to give everybody Hot or not. whiplash. Hot or not, Bella Hot Thorne. or not? Yeah. I don't know because I don't really know who she is. I don't like, know. Like, I know she's an old she Disney actor that kind of got, probably got a lot of action because she was on Disney. Like, I think. She, <laughs> We should probably probably did some research, but what happened was this Disney actress Bella Thorne went on to OnlyFans 
and she made 200 million or 2 million, not 200 million. She made 2 million breaking all the OnlyFans records in like a week. And yeah, sure. So people want to see nudie pictures of a Disney actress. That's fine. Nobody has a problem with that. But then a whole bunch of lashback came because since she made so much money and she, and like, okay. So what I heard happened was like, I wasn't able to, like, I saw this on, like someone who is on OnlyFans, like just some cam girl said that what Bella Thorne did was she promised to send nude pics to people who paid a certain amount. And then when they got the pics, they weren't nude. They were just like scantily clad. So these people got upset and they asked OnlyFans for a refund. And then OnlyFans had made so much money that they couldn't send this all back. So they, it changed the way that they actually pay out OnlyFans girls now. So now they have to wait like 30 days instead of like a week. And they can only get a tip maximum of $100 at a time. Because they used, to, I think there used to be like an unlimited amount. And what the tips are, it's just like, oh, I'm going to pay you this much. Let me see you do stuff or send me pictures. Yeah, that's pretty much what, what I read. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a, a weird situation because, well, I mean, what a, from what I heard about Bella Thorne, I mean, and even I've listened, well, sometimes I, I listen to uh, Howard Stern the Howard Stern uh, show on, yeah. on my radio, right? And he was interviewing Bella Thorne once. I didn't really know anything about Bella Thorne, so it didn't really, like, click. But How long ago was this? This was, like, maybe a week ago. Okay. It was before I knew anything about the topic, but I didn't really know who Bella Thorne was. Like, yeah. I didn't even know what I was listening to, really, like, and what, who she was. But, um yeah, I think it, and the main topic comes down to it's like, I really think that it's only fans, you know, kind of responsibility, you know, at the end of the day, they set it up so that, I mean, Bella Thorne, it's kind of a shitty thing for her to do, mm -hmm. uh, go on there and, and uh, lie to people about having nude pictures and then giving them lingerie pictures and having them pay all this money and then having those people want refunds from only fans. But at the same time, it's only fans like policies and their own website, the way it's structured is the whole reason why that this was able to happen. I do think that Bella Thorne probably has a bit of a social responsibility now to, you know, do something, you know, even if it might be virtual virtue signaling or whatever else that people yeah. will say, I do think she does have a slight responsibility because what's her responsibility to send these fucking pervert some nude pictures like she yeah said first she of would. all first of all don't lie i mean yeah i mean that could have been any one of us <laughs> yeah except for i don't know it's just like every t like i have no sympathy for these guys like you're perverts you're paying money to see someone just because she was on the disney channel and that's creepy like you want to see her naked because she was a child actress gross that yeah, you should yeah. get your money taken away from you and you should um, get screwed over. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for you because you're like, you paid money to see a naked girl. Like, there's so much free porn on the internet. Right. Why are you paying 
a bunch of money to see naked still photos. Like people even still yeah. look at pictures, like not yeah. even a video, a picture. Who cares? Yeah, it's just another nude celebrity picture. Why don't they just wait like a year for new Bella Thorne photos to be leaked on the internet as opposed yeah, exactly. to they're, they're going to be out there one day i mean mm-hmm. she's kind of got a a rep sheet you know obviously of doing sexual stuff and acting as a sex worker and doing these yeah. type of things and then she she also lied about uh this documentary uh, maker making a movie about her doing only fans and the document they did an interview with him and he said no i i, I never said anything like that Oh, so like, yeah, because she said one of the reasons she signed up with OnlyFans was to research a role for a documentary. And he's saying now that that documentary was never going to happen. Yeah, that that was never actually something that was going to happen. So do you think maybe a serial liar? Do you think maybe that was something that was going to happen? And then when all this this shit hit the fan, he was like, yeah, I never said that. (laughs) He just like backs off and distances himself. He's like, she lied about it. That has nothing to do with me. Like I could see that, like one of the things I was going to say, I could see she was like, I'm going to send these people naked pictures. And then the people, like she realized she had a morality clause after she had said this in, okay, let's, Let's go back to before he said this wasn't happening, before everything happened. And like, this is just what I'm going to guess happened was that she signs up to do this documentary movie or like, I guess it would be like a mockumentary, like where they like follow a cam girl or whatever. But she signs this contract with this like production company to make this movie. But in there, there's a morality clause where she can't show up naked because for whatever reason, all these production companies think they'll lose money if people have naked pictures of their um, actresses. So she says, I'm going to send these nude pictures just to be in the role. And then they're like, no, you can't send nude because that's against your thing. So she's like, okay, I'll just send these scantily clad ones. Like hopefully that'll tide them over. And it doesn't tide them over. And then this whole thing wrecks the system for only fans. And then she is trying to do damage control. And she's like, well, I was like shooting this movie or whatever. And then at this point, there's too much heat on the project and too much bad publicity has happened that the guy's like, yeah, there's no movie. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. I don't know if I was a smart director. um, And if that is the case, he was lying about it. I would think that any publicity is good publicity for a movie. I would probably just make it anyway. And my movie would make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so much now, press, press already, you know. Yeah, I feel like in cancel culture there yeah, is true. bad publicity. Cancel, I guess like, now there is. Yeah. If if this was all real and there was going to be a movie and he still went through, he's like, ah, now people know about this movie. Everybody'd be like, what she did was shitty. Cancel this movie, and then it might affect it. But I mean, the end of the day, she made two million dollars. But then she they should have just virtue signal. They'd be like, "Well, all half the proceeds of this movie are being uh, given to sex workers." Yeah, and then that would make up for the. I still think there's lots of ways they could make up for this this incident if that movie was supposed to be made, and if you <laughs> what know, the movie comes with free naked pictures of Bella Thorne. First of all, the movie has actual naked pictures of Bella Thorne. <laughs> Everybody gets what they paid for at the end, and then they give the sex workers money. 
Yeah. So they, they've canceled two cancels, basically. Mm-hmm. They've canceled a cancel. Um, I, I really think it's pretty easy for these celebrities to make up for, like, for me, for Bella Thorne, this is probably such a small, small deal. But for yeah. all these sex workers who, who it's affected, it's a huge deal. So it would take a very small amount of uh, work on her behalf to actually make up for the, the uh, Another thing, like I, before I said I don't feel bad for these like perverts who got gypped out of like, I don't know. I saw one place it was 20 bucks. I saw another place it was 200 bucks. Either or, I don't care. Like you wanted money. You wanted to buy naked pictures and you didn't get them. But I also like people who go on OnlyFans and then like, like one girl was saying like now people aren't going to take OnlyFans seriously and nobody was ever going to take OnlyFans seriously. <laughs> like this isn't something you do to look good on your college resume. This is something you do as like, like a side hustle. Yeah. If like anything. nobody respects cam girls. I mean, whether you do or you don't, it's like, you're not going to put that on your resume and be like, well, I'm a good, I should get hired for this job because I took all these videos of my naked body and people gave me money to jerk off to them. Basically like, I don't know. It's, it's like this weird thing where it's It's like, like I don't have a problem with it. Like, I don't think it's bad morally or well, it's, I guess whatever. It's just like porn actresses. Like, yeah, yeah, if you want to do porn, do porn, but People don't think you're serious actors. Like you're not going to win an Oscar for a porn. No, I mean, I, I, for them, I guess it limits the amount of money they can make because they can only do fifty dollar tips or something like that, or hundred dollar tips. Get a um, real job, then. I don't care. Yeah, go to make a new <laughs> OnlyFans site. I mean, there'll still be perverts yeah. everywhere. Just go to another web. Go uh, to another just girl provider. Die so inside and become a fucking welder like me or a cheesemonger like Matt. That's right. Like, are we here complaining because now we can't sell pictures of our naked body and get money within 30 days? No, we've accepted that nobody wants to see our naked bodies except for the girls we tricked into it. My girlfriend, your wife. Yeah. Speak for yourself, Dale. Okay. And isn't, (laughs) isn't the, uh, isn't the natural uh, progression always, uh, porn actress, cheesemonger, then welder. I guess no, so. I, because that, that would mean that my next step is I'm a welder. Wow. That means I skipped being, okay, how about this? We both reset and we both go back to being porn actors. Switch jobs. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Porn actors. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to be a welder idea. and I'll be a cheesemonger. <laughs> I, switch. If I was a cheesemonger, I would weigh at least 350 pounds because I would just eat cheese all day and cheese is full of calories. Well, that's why I only show this, <laughs> this, this down. There's, yeah. This, just like, this, it just goes like this. I'm not actually yeah. sitting on a chair. I'm just sitting <laughs> on uh, my, my bottom butt roll right now. <laughs> you have the bottom. <laughs> yeah, you never heard anybody be like, oh, I'm going to the beach and I got the body of a cheese monger. What's up? I'm going to float in the water. <laughs> Although I'm nobody, very buoyant. Nobody's, nobody knows welders for having a good body either. It's true. Other than Sylvester Stallone, 
in that one movie, was it Stallone, where he was a welder in the middle of the ocean on a on a um, oil rig. One of those oil rigs was it Stallone? He's a welder. I can't uh, remember or was that Marky Mark? It was Marky Mark. Yeah. Yes. Because I was going to be like, I don't remember Sylvester Stallone being a welder in any movie, but I also Deepwater Horizon, right? Deepwater Horizon. That uh, I didn't know he was a welder in that. That is wasn't he a welder? Literally, the only reason I'd watch that movie because <laughs> I have no interest in it. Like, just I could be wrong. I I'm probably wrong. He was probably yeah, like, like I don't need to know what happened. Basically, what happened was a tidal wave or some shit hit the oil rig and then it pulled a pipe out of the ocean floor and then a whole bunch of oil spilled out and it was this huge big deal. Like I don't need to see a future, a feature length movie with Mark Wahlberg acting all serious about that happening. Like if the synopsis can be said in like two sentences, the movie's not that. Well, it could be prep preparation. Like what if one day you're out there and you have to do some like deep water, deep water oil rig, in the ocean welding i'm i'm not going to uh actually funny thing i was talking to an underwater welder and he said usually they only look for young dudes young strapping handsome physically fit (laughs) just kidding they only look for young dudes to underwater weld because it's so hard on your body that say a guy like me who's 41 if i went into it i my body wouldn't bounce back from getting the bends from like going down and back up underwater so much. And another reason it's super hard on your body is when you're welding, the heat from the arc of actually welding separates the water into hydrogen and oxygen molecules. So you can actually get a little bubble of hydrogen. And then if somehow your welding ignites that little bubble, it's like a concussion grenade underwater. So that's the reason these guys get paid lots of cheddar. The big, lots of cheddar. And I'm too, I get, I'm too old. I get paid lots of cheddar too. Yeah. But it's just cheese. <laughs> it's not money. <laughs> just lots of cheese. Yeah. Like when you brag about making cheddar, you're actually making literal cheddar. I'm making actual cheddar. Not dollar bills. That's right. Actually, we don't even make our own cheddar. So that is a lie. We What? We import cheddar. I've been fed a lie. Wait. Fed a lie? (laughs) (laughs) Was that on purpose, Dale? No, that was 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 an accidental pun. Oh, I love it. There you go. So, uh, yeah, now that we've talked about Bella Thorne and Kenosha, we probably shouldn't have... I still feel bad about starting with Kenosha because I feel like everybody who heard us talk about that got super bummed out about where the world is right now. And now they don't want to hear us joke around. What we should have done was talked about that last. Talk about Kenosha last. Yeah. But anyways, it's, it's, it's done done now. Uh, What are you going to do? I mean, anybody who's listened to this podcast probably already knows that I'm not the best at kind of organizing it into being the most fluent and good. (laughs) I'm sure if they're still around and they made it through the Kenosha chat, they're your best fans. Yeah. 
Ooh, let's talk about this guillotine outside of Bezos' house. Yeah, what kind of guillotine was it? Like a, like a one of those ones that cuts people's head off. Yeah, it was. Like, it was like the old like French Revolution guillotine, where you like stick someone's head through the hole and then the thing comes down and cuts. But I saw pictures of it online, and it's a pretty rinky-dink guillotine. Like, I'm not gonna be the one who tries it, but I don't think it's gonna actually have enough power or oomph to actually cut someone's head off but i don't understand why they're putting it outside of jeff bezos house like did jeff bezos do something that i didn't hear about that was bad or is it just because he made a fuck ton of money i think it's just because he made a lot of money and they want to be paid more oh was it actual employees of it was actually i believe actual employees and they feel like the base um salary should start at $30. Yeah, they wanted $30 minimum wage, which I got to say you're not going to get $30. That's ballsy. You're not like, going to get $30. He makes a shit ton of money because he makes those people work for a little of wages. Like what I think they should do is they should all unionize because basically Jeff Bezos is making a fuck ton of money. And they're not making much. And the one way to do that is to unionize. Like if every Amazon employee ever was like, we're all fucking walking off the job unless you give us more money. Like having some weird, like, Hey, we bought this guillotine and we're going to put it in front of your house because we're going to kill you. will land you in jail for death threats instead of getting you more money. And isn't it just easier just to, maybe just ask for more money yeah than to build this guillotine like it seems like a it seems like a little too too much effort i mean yeah anytime i've had a job i want more money i just go to the boss and be like hey can i have a raise yeah and then if they say no then you quit and you go make more money somewhere else i find another job if you don't like what you're getting paid i i was looking at the average salary now i don't know i was looking at the average salary of uh, amazon workers yeah. today because i was reading that article and the average salary was something like a hundred and six thousand dollars a year now i want to know if the the average salary is because they're counting be- bezos salary is that yeah well what, what's probably happening is they took all the salaries even the management and probably bezos or whatever and then divided them because there's no way that the average person at an Amazon factory is making $50 an hour. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing the people who want what demanded the $30 minimum are the ones at the very, very lowest part of the total. Yeah. Right. Like they're the ones mm-hmm. who pick, pick the orders in the, in all the warehouses, in the shipping areas. And they probably make, they probably make $25 an hour. I doubt they make that much. Well, like a forklift driver would probably make about 25 bucks an hour. No. You don't think so? No, not in America. Like a forklift driver here in Vancouver, I think maybe makes 20 bucks an hour. So I think a forklift driver in the States would probably make 15, 16 or 17. $17. In that area. Yeah. Because it's pretty easy to train for. So it's like the way it works is the jobs that are harder to do get paid you get paid more because there's less people that can actually do them and being a forklift driver 
is not that hard. So a lot of people can do it. So you don't have to pay people to entice them to do it. Like if say only a very few number of people could drive forklifts, you would have to pay them a lot. So people would actually drive your forklift for you instead of driving someone else's. Well, I don't want anyone to drive my forklift. Uh, but what if I want to drive your forklift, Mr. Cheese? You can drive the forklift. All right. Hey, yeah. did, did you know I was offered a job to drive a forklift for $15 an hour? I drove a forklift. Yeah? I did. In Calgary, I, I worked at a warehouse and I drove, drove a forklift around. Was that? Well, I, I drive a forklift at work, but that's not my job. Like, I just... When I need to pick up the metal, I'm going to weld. I lift it up with a forklift. Right. I had to, I brought down pallets and stuff like that. I was like a forklift operator. Oh, like out of the fact or the uh, warehouse. I was in the warehouse. It was a pet food, pet food supply. Oh, I warehouse. remember you working there. Yeah. Yeah. That was when I still lived in Calgary. Yeah. 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 Cool yeah, story, see. bro. <laughs> All right, we've been talking for an hour, so let's just jump right into the rapid fire round. All right. So this is basically, like, I guess, if you haven't listened to this before, the way this podcast works, a little peek behind the scenes, is throughout the week I will look at news stories and see what people are upset about and talking about, and then I will comprise a list of stuff we should talk about on this podcast. And then... The day before the podcast, I send that list to my guest, which is Matthew McLaren this week, cheesemonger, and he'll look up all the stuff. And then I started feeling bad because we always talk about stuff. (laughs) We always talk about like maybe one or two subjects for way too long to get everything in. And then I started feeling bad for making the guest do research that we weren't going to use. But I also felt bitter because I did the research myself and then I wanted to use that. So that brings us to what we do now is the rapid fire, which I basically just give Matt the subject that was on the list and get a quick take on it from both of us. So the first one is the NBA, the MLB, and the NHL all called off games for the for Black Lives Matter protest from what happened to um, was it Jake Blake. Uh, Blake, Blake, yeah, Jake, Jake Blake getting shot in the back, Jacob and Blake. the protests in Kenosha. So the leagues decided they didn't want to play the games as a chance to get people to focus on. Black Lives Matter and start a discussion instead of watching sports and being able to ignore what's going on. How do you feel about this? Do you like, there's a, they got a lot of lashback from people because they're like, keep this separate from sports. And then a lot of athletes were like, you can't keep this separate from sports because sports are played for humans or by humans. Sorry. And this is an overarching complex, uh, thing that is affecting all the humans right now so we need to talk about what's going on so do you think these leagues were right to postpone the nhl ended up postponing for i think everybody did it for two days of no sports 
Well, I, I think that two days with no sports is probably not even long enough, to be honest. I think that they yeah. could postpone the, they could postpone all the sports in the playoffs even longer than that. I mean, look at what our, first of all, look at even what the NHL's season looks like. It's pretty much dumb anyway. Like who really, like who really right now in the right mind is mostly focusing on sports. Like every single day we are seeing, we're being bombarded with the news of Black Lives Matter, of, um, you know, COVID-19 reports. It's very, I already find it difficult to focus on yeah. anything else. And uh, it's probably the least they could do is postpone the sports in, in solidarity for those people um, who are suffering. Yeah. I mean, at first I was like, I don't see why they're going to postpone these because it's not really going to do anything. But then when I started seeing all these comments about how angry people were that they were postponing, I was like, oh, good. Because now all these people who wanted to ignore what's going on and watch sports because they just didn't want to think about it. Now it's in the conversation and they're talking about it. So this is giving them an opportunity to learn about it. So I think it was good. And like you, like, yeah, maybe go a little bit longer, go a week. Like, I mean, maybe just hold off sports entirely till people are not racist anymore. Be like, you can't have your, you can't eat, have your pudding until you eat your meat. Like you don't get to have sports until you stop being racist. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's a very good thing that they did and it's making, it's just another wake up call for the public and, People need to start focusing on, on what's important in the world, not just sports. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the next thing to talk about is GMO mosquitoes being released in oh, Florida. Yeah. Nice. Like, this is terrifying. I, I like it. <laughs> I mean, how are how is everybody not just being like, okay, this is how monster movies start. You can't do this. Like, sorry, I'm just going to pull up the article to see exactly okay. why they did it. I think what they did was they tried to release GMO mosquitoes so that they wouldn't breed, so that there'd be less mosquitoes or something. Less mosquitoes. Ah, yeah, well, they're doing it to prevent diseases like Zika. Right, Zika and um, what's the other one? The one most people die from, malaria. Yeah, like the bait, like... The Most thing that makes mosquitoes the, the biggest murderer on the planet yeah, is malaria. Yeah. More people have died from malaria than any other type of disease. Yeah. On there's, Earth. there's this weird statistic that like half the people, I, I don't know if it's half, but all of the, of all the people who died throughout history, the number of people who died from malaria is like up to half of those people. Yeah. I've heard That's that. I've nuts. heard that. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, because I mean, in the history of man actually doing things to try to control what happens in nature, I mean, it, it hasn't been very successful. I mean, they could, yeah. they've had trial periods and everything. They've tried it. At, I think they tried it somewhere. I can't remember Amazon or something like that with uh, controlling the populations of mosquitoes. It seemed to work. So they're like, oh, okay, well, let's just unleash these uh, uh, mosquitoes into a whole other ecosystem and see if it works there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. Like, it's. Yeah. So I just looked up the article and 
they're releasing up to 750 million mosquitoes to try wipe out the populations of mosquito local mosquitoes in Florida so that um, so that they don't spread Zika virus, um, malaria, and also dengue fever, which is another one that they're scared about. Dengue, dengue fever? Yeah, dengue, I think. D-E-N-G-E. Is that the same as yellow fever? Is that um, the same? I don't know. That That's a question for a scientist, Matt. All I know is it's dengue, and it's kind of fun to say. Here, I have a scientist right here. Just one sec. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hello, just scientist. Me. It's just me, Matt McLaren, still, but now I'm a scientist. Oh, I mean. I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> there you go. Straight from a scientist's mouth. Releasing genetically modified mosquitoes is, in fact, a bad idea. It's a bad I idea. think it's a bad idea because it's like, so, I mean, like, they didn't say how they were. I, I imagine that the way they're going to kill these mosquitoes is to interbreed with them, or I don't know how mosquitoes breed or whatever. But so, like, so the mosquitoes that are genetically modified, I guess they can't live. So if another mosquito breeds, I don't know. Something to do with female mosquitoes are the blood suckers. So they suck the blood. Yeah. When they, when they go to implant the blood, which is what helps breed it's going to be like nothing. It's just going to be like shooting blanks. Oh, so no, no other mosquitoes are going to spawn from that. You know, when you were joking about being a scientist, I think now you're actually a scientist because that makes a a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I was going to say the way they're going to stop them from breeding is they're going to go fuck up the mosquitoes only fans account and make it so that the (laughs) mosquitoes have to wait 30 days before they could get the blood they sucked. That's right. So Bella Thorne, was going to release an, uh, a supposedly a nude photo on the Mosquitoes OnlyFans uh, yes. website. The mosquito All the Mosquitoes net. were going to be so upset that they were going to kill themselves, thus limiting and reducing the mosquito population. Nice. That is a sound... That is a very good idea. And I think it would actually work. I think it would work. It's coming from this mouth. It's scientific proof. (laughs) It's coming from scientist Matt. Not cheesemonger Matt anymore. Science Matt. Um, Okay. Do you want to talk about... I have this magnifying glass here just to... (laughs) That that makes you look even more science-y, actually. Okay. (laughs) Let's let's go... Okay. Sorry. Things got weird. Let's go back to sports a sec. Okay. Uh... Hockey player Logan Couture tweeted that while in Toronto, he was talking about who he was going to vote for. And he said he he said he mentioned President Trump's name and that he got sucker punched on the street. And this is bonkers story, right? Like, I don't know. I didn't really see anything besides himself corroborating this. Like, there's no video of it or anything, which would help us like i think it's just hearsay from him like i yeah. think he just said oh someone sucker punched me so i'm just gonna say there's no way to tell if this actually happened or if he was just telling tales out of school but what i'm gonna say for the sake of us talking about this situation let's just pretend it happened let's say somebody did sucker punch him just because he said he liked donald trump in canada where he's not even the president <laughs> like I don't like Donald Trump. I think the U.S. could use a different president, but I don't think you should be punching people because they say his name. 
I absolutely think everyone who ever says his name should be sucker punched. And I think that <laughs> anyone, uh, if anyone says they like Donald Trump, yeah. they should be punched in the nuts as well mm. as su sucker punched. Um, Matt, and... it's gender specific. We can't have that. You can't Sorry. punch him in the nuts. Or the boob. The boob? Yeah. Okay, boob. nuts or boobs? Uh, boobs. Or both. Yes. Depends on the person. Okay. I don't want to be gender specific here, so. Like, I feel like Logan Couture, being a hockey player, should be kind of tough. And if somebody did sucker punch him, I bet they were like, that's Logan Couture. I'm going to punch that guy. Ha, ha, ha. Like, I bet it was like some dickhead. And I he don't know. He was probably know. in the middle of saying it. He was like, oh, I like don't. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like, didn't even get the words out. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew what you were going to say. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm like, in all seriousness, I don't think we should start attacking each other for our political beliefs no, because no, of course not. that is, in fact, how civil wars start. And um, I don't like I say I love Trudeau all the time. And the guys I work with get very angry every time I say that because they are all conservatives. And they even call me a communist because I say I like Trudeau. And then I just make fun of them for being capitalist. But, like, um, I don't want to get punched in the face. And I don't want to. As, as a real estate agent, I'm not supposed to talk about my political affiliation. So I like all the politicians. There you go. Yeah, I like them all. They're That's all a good. very good stance for you, man. Because if um, yeah. somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, I want to buy a house from you. But I saw that Outrage Factory podcast that has millions and millions and millions of viewers, and you are spouting your opinion on politics on there. So I am no longer going to buy a house from you. So it's good for you to keep those That's opinions. Right. I like them all. To your I film. like them all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last one. Other than that Trudeau, he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in there. Yeah. Actually... Do you want to talk about the Canadian Conservatives, O'Toole, or um, Mr. Tool? Yeah, Mr. Uh, Tool. <laughs> to do with the Chinese people and or Chinese policies that he's he's talking about. Yeah. So basically, the Canadian Conservatives just had a leadership um, election trial. I don't know what they call it. It's not an election. It's called something else where they they basically pick a new leader because. Sheer was a maniac and couldn't do anything. And he had to step down because he took money. There's a fire truck outside if you didn't understand what's okay. going on. Yeah. But uh, so Sheer had to step down and they got a new guy. Sorry, I'm pulling it up just because like, like every other person that I talked about on the podcast, I'm pulling it up so I can get his name. Uh, do, 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 do. Aaron O'Toole. Aaron O'Toole. Aaron O'Toole of the O'Tools. So basically, he takes leadership of the Conservative Party, and he immediately says he's going to go after Canada's relations with the Chinese. And nobody was surprised ever. No one was ever surprised by that, because uh, if he's going to do anything that is the complete opposite to what the Liberals have always done is he's going to do things that will uh, build nationalism in Canada 
and to mm -hmm. say that there, you know, Canada has an opposing force to them, which would be China, mm -hmm. and that is a very conservative stance on his point part. So, um, it, it's not at all a surprise a conservative person is saying, "Oh, we have to do something about the about China." I mean, yeah. Not until an election or obviously someone wants to be elected will they start bringing up, oh, China has some people who are Canadian who are prisoners. You know, not until they release them or we're going to embargo them, we're going to uh, put restrictions on them, we're not going to, you know, allow people to come into Canada. So he has all these policies that are very, very speaking to the, the right-wing conservative um, people of Canada. Mm -hmm. And hopefully get elected because... It's going to be the polar opposite of what Trudeau is, right? Yeah. Sorry, there was, I don't know how much, did you hear that police car in my mic? I heard like sirens. Yeah, there was, there was a fire truck at first and then a police car. So. Is everything okay at your house? <laughs> my apart, I hope my apartment doesn't catch on fire, but if this just cuts off suddenly, it's because the fire alarm went off, but I feel I, I sounds like they kind of went by. So I think we're good. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like on one hand, just like taking pot shots at Canada's relations with China is an easy thing for the conservatives just to hold on to. But on the other hand, it's like, do we kind of have to see what we're doing with China? Like because of all the stuff that's happening in the world right now, like the, Uyghur Muslim concentration camps and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think so. We got to say, hey, stop doing that stuff. And then, like, how they mishandled spreading the information about COVID-19. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all hard, but it's just such a layup for them to come in and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to get against China. And then just to, like, I don't know. I kind of hope that they don't like I could see how they they're pandering because there's going to be a lot of people who are scared of China because of COVID-19. So they're basically trying to garner favor with old ignorant people. And. Well, I, I think you're exactly right. I think we have a social uh, responsibility, especially mm -hmm. as Canada. We're one of the main countries that are on the world stage about social responsibility, about doing the right thing. And, you know, that's how Canada operates. Yeah. Typically, I think we absolutely have a social responsibility to to um, put certain sanctions on China and and things like that and until they start to improve their actual um, human rights policies that they have in China, which they have none, basically. And, yeah. you know, it's a communist country and that's typically what communist countries are like. Um, but if it was so important, it's just like pretty ill timing for him to bring up now. Like, um, why wasn't this brought up a long time ago by the conservative party and something that they've always been working towards. Right. And yeah. I, to make it now part of his, uh, campaign is basically mm -hmm. what it is. I, I mean, in a way it could be a double-edged sword, so it could be a good thing for his campaign. But it could also be a good thing for social responsibility in Canada. So, I mean, it's not it's not one of those black or white situations. Like, even though he's obviously doing it for political purposes, he wants to gain power and become prime minister of Canada, it could work out better 
for that reason. You know, it could be something that is good for Canada, even though it's not necessarily for all of the right reasons. Unfortunately, the majority of political policies that are part of political parties' platforms, mm -hmm. they're very good policies and very good things most Canadians will want because otherwise, why would they pick something crappy? Like, oh, we're going to China. We're going to be China's best friend. And, yeah. and, uh, and we're going to get all of our shoes from China, you know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't be good, like good policy. So I, it could work out for the better, but you know, it's just kind of like just another politician saying stuff. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, it's not, it means nothing to me. It's like error. just another politician saying stuff, right? That's Matt? right. Outrage. I'm outraged. Fuck him. him. He's wrong. Get rid of him. F <laughs> him. F him. Oh, wait, that's me. Oh, no. Screw, uh, <laughs> screw that pool. I can't say bad words because I'm a realtor. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, a good, that's a good place to end it. And uh, before Matt accidentally attaches himself to a political party and hurts his real estate business, we're going to end right there. So uh, thanks again for coming on, Cheesemonger Matt. And until next time, stay angry. Thank you. Bye.